0: High school football kicks off on August 26th, and Get Stuck on Sports will be there for all the action.
1: Hit the corner of the end zone!
2: Jeff Eslop finds Anthony Renzel. 11 seconds left!
0: The Mariners take the lead! 26 regular season games in nine weeks, plus playoffs.
3: Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs?
0: Yes, playoffs, all on GetStuckOnSports.com. The place to be for high school football in the Blue Water area is GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck Stuck On on Sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
3: All right, welcome on board. The uh, Get Stuck On Sports Tri-County Equipment podcast today from Marysville. Getting everything, got
2: it all good, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, we're going. All right, perfect. It's a nice day. Unlike St. Clair, there's not a wind blowing in our face. Yeah, don't so jinx not, us. Yeah, yet. So the people listening are going to be happy about that. Yeah. But first day here on Friday that around the state you're allowed to go full pads. And here at Marysville and a lot of, a lot of other places, they call it
0: Christmas.
3: Yeah, and this, this is a tradition that goes way back. And I don't know... Uh, uh, which, which guys or how they decided, but some of the guys have the Santa hats attached to the top of their helmets, and a few guys are wearing Santa beards. <laughs> I know.
2: It's awesome. You can tell the kids are excited, and, uh, yeah, the, I mean, I think a, around the area and around the state, you can see that everywhere people are excited for a full, normal year where they can just worry about X's and O's and not a bunch of other stuff.
3: You know, it, it's it's interesting to me that you can, like, uh, a few days ago we were, like, hemming and hawing about this Marysville program. 20, I think it's 24 seniors it's 26, graduated maybe. off of last year Either year's way, a ton. Team, so you're like, well, what do we got here? And then within 24 hours and just in a few minutes uh, of being here, uh, you're kind of like, oh, okay it's it's not all doom and gloom yeah and again this is going to be a marysville team that
2: last year most of the names we said all the time are gone zach meyer gone maceo miller gone demarco singleton lamarcus lee evan woodard larry smayfield sam lasher gone that's a lot that is a lot
3: that's pretty much if you went to a marysville uh game and you knew those names you could do the broadcast without knowing another (laughs) kid's name yeah, no, and and then a bunch of
2: other kids that maybe didn't play a ton but were starters and contributed in a big way. So it's going to be a, a brand-new look of a Marysville team, but they have a lot of kids out here. And if I know one thing about a, a Derek Meyer-led team is they're going to be motivated and ready to play come the 26th.
3: Yeah, uh, he's all business. Uh, practice was set for 0800 hours Yep, and uh, he had the guys out here prompt and uh, he's given a couple of uh, speeches and I'm ready to put the pads on and go hit somebody
2: yeah it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun I mean and hey is it any better I mean we talk we've been hyping up the the St. Clair Marine City first game but a northern Marysville game a trophy game a game that goes way back and and here's a fun fact for you out of any team that Marysville has played any real number of games against, the only team they have a losing record against all time is Northern.
3: Yeah, I was going to say the, the Huskies are sometimes a bugaboo for the Vikings and have been uh, in the past. But then again, you got to remember uh, during the 90s, Northern was up in the MAC red. Uh, the, the, they were big and they were strong. Uh, And maybe they they didn't do so well against uh, Stevenson and Eisenhower, but... uh, They They had wars with Marysville. They had wars with Marysville. The the first one I ever saw ended on a blocked extra point.
2: Yeah, and again, it's a rivalry that since the 90s has been kind of on and off. But I'm really glad it's on again. I believe it's at Memorial Stadium. Dennis, you'll be on the call for that. I, I can't imagine how excited you are for that to be your opening night game.
3: Yeah, we get to do that on the uh, Thursday that the uh, the season opens, and then on the Friday is the Saint Clair Marine City game. So that's a pretty good opening weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to say the
2: least. So, all right, I think I think we've dragged the intro on long enough. We'll uh, take a break when we come back.
3: We'll get Coach Derek Meyer on with us. Sound Absolutely. good? Absolutely. All it's right. the Tri-County Equipment Gets Stuck on Sports podcast from Marysville today.
4: When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer.
5: 2507520.
2: North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP logos.
7: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on the
2: Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast, live from Marysville High School, we're joined by Coach Derek Meyer. Coach, how is it to be back and have a uh, pretty normal start to your football season?
9: Uh, feels pretty good you know one thing is you know this season started after last season ended we had all the obstacles in the way so I mean each year we we try to prepare uh, take a step up from the year before and I tell the kids hey next season starts as soon as this season ends so we had a pretty good turnout in the weight room and conditioning last year obviously with the restrictions we did more outside conditioning the year before Uh, We did more weight room conditioning, and this year we combined them about an hour session each, Monday through Friday during the week. So, you know, we had a pretty good turnout between the two levels, anywhere from 40 to 55 kids. So we're stepping up in that aspect. Um, But all in all, it feels great, you know, to see the numbers where they're at and to see what we have out here and how motivated the kids are to play. Well, anyone that was familiar with Viking football last year is going to see a lot of new names. I believe
2: it was what 26 seniors Yeah, you lost, gone. and and most of the the big names, the ones who were touching the ball, making a lot of tackles, are gone. I mean, I, I don't want to go over the whole list again, but there's going to be a lot of people to replace. But that also gives a lot of opportunities for kids to step up.
9: Yeah, it is, and and I tell them, you know that it's this is high school sports you're not you don't rebuild there's no big free agents coming in there's no big signings you know I mean I guess we're happy if we have a downriver kid move here but um, you know what we do have a lot to fill but the the game of football how we play it has changed over the years but the positions still need to be filled and we tell the kids every day hey you have to earn a position you have to earn a position it's not like all of a sudden we've got a bunch of rookie kids coming in that don't know what they're doing. They've played football and they've been in the program before, uh, growing up. You know, some of these kids have been playing since third and fourth grade, so the experience is there. It's just, uh, you know, we started grooming. We brought kids up at the end of last year, started grooming them uh, to look ahead to this year, and hopefully that motivated some to come out. You know, every day, every play, you can always improve. There's always uh, a position to earn, you know. I mean, as a coach, all my years coaching, I always expect every year one major injury. So you have to overcome that. And as coaches, we want to get to the point where it's, you know, the the kids they want to be the starter. But as coaches, we want to be in the plug and play mode, where hey, if this kid goes down or if this kid is sick this week, that hey, we we have a viable backup that's had reps in practice. Uh, studied the film like we're supposed to chalkboard talk that can step up and easily fill the role and we're hoping you know this year rather than you know one or two spots obviously we have a little bit more to fill with the graduating class but you know all in all hey the kids are out here they're motivated they're excited to be ready
3: you know before we get too deep into this year's team uh, I just it's something that I'm curious uh, about you'll have a new quarterback this year whoever that's going to be but Zach uh, you you weren't just Zach's coach you're Zach's dad talk about that relationship and that experience of of coaching him the last couple of years uh
9: you you know that that was the unique group because uh last year's seniors obviously with with my son Zach being in there I coached them from bitty ball different sports all the way up so I knew kids work ethic I knew numbers and what type of caliber athletes we had coming up um when it's your own, especially at varsity, it, it was a little extra motivating factor. I mean, I have another son this year. He's playing center. So, I mean, whether I do or don't have a, a son on the team, it, it motivates me because, you know, I'm part of the school environment. These kids need something to, to do. Um, I've got plenty of years experience. So, you know, to get him, get them out here and do this uh, is is just awesome to see. And you, as you can see... You know, we had kids give up a lot of their summer to come out and be ready and be prepared. It's not like they're going to walk in and say, okay, let's go 0-8, 0-9 this year. So
2: so now getting in the swing at camp, first day with pads. I mean, kids are getting into it. Called Christmas been a huge tradition here for years, as has other places, but... I mean, how much is it to getting into the swing of camp and to really figuring out the identity of the team, how much does it help when you can actually strap up the pads and and start banging heads
9: a little bit? Uh, It's it's an immense uh, change. I don't want to say change, but, you know, to see these kids that might – You know, dedicate all their summer to the lifting and to the running and to the uh, conditioning and training. But to actually put pads on them, yeah, it's a whole different story. But again, as ourselves as coaches, our job is uh, to to have everyone be prepared and be ready. That way, um, like I said, we can get to that plug and play uh, uh, model and to keep the kids motivated. I mean, they're part of something bigger. They're part of something, uh, a a team. They're part of their school environment. They represent not what they do and how they do it per se. They represent the school, the school environment, and first and foremost, being a Marysville Viking.
3: Being a Marysville Viking is a big deal. Um, it, It really is. Of all the programs in the area, when you think about tradition, Marysville is probably the program that jumps into your head uh, first. How do you instill it in, in the kids uh, that to make them realize, you know, you're, you're Vikings. This is a little bit different.
9: I think the hard work, commitment, dedication, um, you know, I, obviously some of the older coaches and a lot of us coaches that have played, you know, we're, we're going to have stories to relay and tell or experiences to relay and tell Hopefully, they're learning off that. I mean, tradition is a big part of any great entity. And any way, anyhow, you can convey that, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's uh, some old game film, whether it's stories. The one thing is you you can't live off the past. You can use it to establish a culture and establish an identity. But, you, you know, um, living off the past, is we'd still be fighting wars with sticks and stones, and that's not going to work. So um so we mentioned
2: that basically anybody who touched the ball in 2020 has graduated who are some of the kids that we're going to be talking about this year in the blue and white
9: uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear and see some names and some of these kids you've seen you know because I'm I'm a big proponent of being a three sport athlete and if you're not a three sport athlete that's why we have the weight room and conditioning open but you're you're gonna hear names like Kyle Thomas, uh, Carter Sacucci, Michael Sacucci, Noah Lavallee, uh, uh Peyton Laubert, um kids that have been here and have been playing and practice they, and they and they've seen decent amount of playing time they just haven't been on the starter per se list um defensively uh you know we have at linebacker michael westrick he's voted captain him kyle thomas and dalton Sargent. dalton Sargent on the offensive line they don't get a lot of credit but we all know it's the trenches won or lost every time we rotate on the sled Because my small unit breakdown, I have the offensive line. I tell them four yards, four seconds. That should be your stepping stone. You either open a hole where the running back can get four yards or you give him four seconds to throw the ball. Um, Defensively, just as offensively, we're going to miss some names. But on the defensive side of the ball, we've got some names coming back, um, either brought up at the end of the year or were decent, higher caliber on – they're JV or did a lot of offseason dedication. Uh, Devin Colgen, uh, Hodgins, Braden Turner, you know, and, and I think besides Michael Westrick at linebacker, that's that's probably our most experienced defensive um, position where we've got an ample amount of returners. Down on the line, we've got a kid coming back, um, Case, and we've got Austin Shot down there. The ends, you know, we're seeing like a Glenn and a Sherrard. So these kids have either had football experience or have played varsity. So it's just their time to step in and fulfill their role and step in and keep that tradition going that we just talked about.
3: You know, college coaches, they're looking for football players. Uh, At the high school level, uh, are you looking for football players or are you looking for athletes that you can make into football players?
9: being part of the school environment it's obviously you want football players but hey this is part of the school environment you got to establish and mix that culture of you know having both there's there's kids that are going to be fulfill specific roles maybe special teams maybe a scout team whatever it may be but you know being a school sport and associated with the school and they're. These guys' circle of friends, you know, we'll we'll take anybody and everybody. Just per MHSA standard, they have to pass four classes the semester before. So
2: we're talking to some of your coaches. They, They mentioned that you're bringing back a lot in the offensive line, and you mentioned maybe they don't get the shine that they always deserve. But the one thing they mentioned, they go, they might not be the biggest in terms of measurables, but they're athletic and they're really smart with their assignments. How much does that help that with kind of a, a new team and guys
9: breaking into varsity that you have a lot of experience up front on the offensive line? It, it's it's a tremendous help because, as we know, if you're involved in the sports environment, sports world, hey, one of the best ways to learn something is to teach it. And if you know something like the back of your hand, whether it's a blocking assignment, blocking scheme, play, um, if you know something... Uh, in and out, and you teach it, that's only going to solidify how you learn it. And again, I mean, we've got some names coming back there, such as Pizzo and Sargent, and then uh, we'll see some new faces on there, such as um, Myers Mayfield, uh, a kit, uh, player that came, was coming along last year, Andrew Schweighoffer. You're going to see him down there. So I, th- their size and caliber is there, their dedication that is there, but again just like school they're book smart as far as football knowledge is there and you know what if you can react rather than having to think about something contemplate it over and then react um, it makes it makes you running your plays a whole lot smoother.
3: I I know it's the first week of practice coach but do you feel like one side of the ball is ahead of the other at this point the, the defense or the offense?
9: No, I I think it's too early to tell. Obviously, um, defense probably we have the more experience coming back, but you know you know you got to go in every week and prepare. You got to go in every week, watch your film. Kids got to listen to their scouting report. I mean, we need the adage. We'll, we'll be lucky to win a game this year because if you sit down on your laurels and don't do anything to better prepare yourself, or more importantly, which helps prepare the team, then uh, that's you've kind of lost that drive or motivating factor. That's why we play on Friday night. So last question
2: before I let you get back to practice, Coach. This is your third year now with your staff, and you know this was kind of something that it takes a little while to to really settle in, to know what to expect. Going into your third season, especially after last year where everything was flipped on its head, how comfortable as a coaching staff are that you know your roles now, and you've kind of seen it all, and you're prepared for anything?
9: It makes things a, a heck of a lot more comfortable, you know. I obviously I, I follow the approach small unit breakdown, and we've had returning coaches, same positions. We just re, refine and redefine our skills and drills and what we do and how we do it. Uh, one one culminating piece coming into that is your lower level. They have to stay motivated. Our JV coaches, which are, are two coaches are. Uh, Rodney McLean and Andy Nikonavich and our 8th grade coaches, which are Bill Grant and Tom Witsit, they've done an outstanding job preparing these kids, keeping them motivated, keeping them going. You know, obviously COVID hurt last year, but you know what? I, I think all in all, the kids are looking for something to do. And if they're out here playing football, they're looking for something or someone to hit. Well,
2: thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Um, Good luck, and uh, we'll see you on the 26th.
9: Thank you for your time, and thank you for doing this.
2: Oh, no problem. That was Coach Derek Meyer. We'll be back in a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast.
4: When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer.
3: Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC.
7: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people.
2: and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
8: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. Magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
3: All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, Coach uh, Meyer, good interview uh, there. He's he's improved his interviewing skills. He was a little <laughs> nervous with us the first time around uh, last year. And uh, this year, old pro.
2: Oh, yeah. He, he's getting real comfortable. And, uh, well, it, it, that helps a lot, especially when, like you said, 26 seniors you lose. And, well, that puts a lot of spots up for competition, Dennis. You know that. And well, right now, first day of full pads, getting to see, getting to see the pads pop a little bit. It's feeling more and more real every single day we come
3: out to one of these. Re- realistically here, because they didn't, they're not just filling some holes. DeMarco Singleton, one of the I don't think it's a stretch, one of the most dynamic players to play in the long history of Marysville.
2: Well, okay, you had a guy who ran for 1000 yards last year and that's with a two-headed monster in the backfield and in, in a shortened season. And seemingly at the end of the season, if he was making every other tackle for the Vikings, that he was flying around and the thing about DeMarco is defensively you could put you could move him up to end. If you wanted to drop him back to linebacker, you could do that. If you wanted to put him one-on-one with a guy outside, you could do that. So yeah, it's one person, but you're replacing 3-4 roles with that. I mean, Lamarcus Lee had oh, what almost 800 yards. So you're replacing almost 2,000 yards of rushing of of rushing yards. That's not easy to do, but there's there's some guys they're pretty excited about here in uh in Viking territory.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and again, it's nice to to see them practice and to see them work out and to kind of get an idea about some of the questions. Yeah, sure. This doesn't answer everything that we're looking for, mm. but at least now we have some names and guys that we can focus on. Right. And, and say, oh, okay. Let's let's see how they're. And so far, so good.
2: And and the other thing that not a lot of schools in the area have right now. Like you kinda of go through other schools, okay, you know Marine City, Jeff Heslop's the quarterback, you know Luke Ellis is the quarterback at St. Clair. Mari Hollers taking snaps with the big reds and and we expect uh Bloink to be under center for for the uh, Huskies. Here seems like it's a uh, two man race and a little bit of a quarterback competition which is kind of the only one in the area. You know, up in Croslex, Jake Townsend here There's two different guys. You might have Nick Thomas. You might have Noah LaValle under center for the Vikings. And right now, you think about it, camp really isn't that long when you think about it. The first couple days, you're just kind of getting the feel for things, installing stuff. And really, you have that second week, and I guess you do have a blue-white scrimmage where, again, you don't run a ton of plays, and it's the closest the game speed you get but you really get the second week of practice and then your scrimmage, your four-way scrimmage, to really figure out the starters because then you're in the game weekend. By then you've already decided who's the starter week one.
3: Yeah, and you've you got to figure at, at what point does it start becoming uh, a little bit uh, more of focusing on uh, the, that first game when you're going to take on Port here on Northern. So are you waiting to the middle of next week to start? Going all northern stuff, or are right. you waiting till no? Usually, the following you Monday?
2: usually wait till that Monday. You focus on yourself the first two weeks, especially in a year where you're replacing a lot. You want to use this time to really install your offense. And you know, one of the guys we're talking about coming over right now, Kyle Thomas. So I'm going to give my headset to him, so we'll start talking.
3: All right, so uh, we'll do that, and uh, Kyle Thomas will join us now and. Brady, the ex-Viking, so I let him start all these things. Kyle, last year, I mean, first of all, how does it feel to be back
2: and and doing football stuff once again? It
6: feels great to be back here out on the field. It just feels like home out here.
2: So last year, I mean, it's no secret, you had a star-studded senior class, and you're gonna be one of the guys tasked with kind of Ushering, I guess the next era, the next generation. How do you go about that and how do you get the mentality going here uh, at practice and in camp?
6: Um, we're just out because we've always been behind them. So we've always been learning and we've always just like picked up from them. And then we've always been able to like fill in behind them as we need. So we're always ready. We're not really ever scared, I guess. We're always ready for what's what we need. Uh,
3: tell us what it uh, means to you to be named a captain at Marysville?
6: Uh, it's an honor just because of all the kids out here and all the great other captains that have been ahead of us and it's just great to be seen as a leader by all of my peers. So you mentioned you you were behind uh, the class obviously ahead of you, you were learning
2: for them how much of a chip on your shoulder is it that everyone kind of goes okay Marysville might be down, they lost a lot of talent you guys are saying and I think the quote in the the time shared with Folsom was it's not a rebuild, it's a reload
6: Um, Yeah, we don't really see ourselves as a weak team or like the weak ones in the league we still think that we can do well and that will still be a good competitor to everyone else.
3: Seems to be a little competition here early on between uh, you and uh, Noah. Talk about how you guys work together and feed off of each other.
6: Um, we're just both out here trying to help each other to see whoever gets a starting spot just to um, do the best for our team and what's to come. We're, so we're always helping each other, cheering each other on. You do best for each other. Week one you play a historic rival for uh, Marysville Port here on Northern
2: get to play at Memorial Stadium one of the best venues in the state how, how excited is it knowing that week one you're not going down to Hazel Park like last year you
6: get a local team and, and a trophy on the line when you kick off the 2021 season. It's exciting because I've always seen Marysville Northern play as a child and back in the day when I was helping with the football team it's cool to be able to actually finally be able to play them.
3: Um, uh, how excited are you for some normalcy this year, like the band being back? You know, the Viking regiment will be playing. The, the fans will be back in, in full force. Uh, that'll be different from last year where there's only a handful of people clapping for you.
6: Yeah, it'll, it'll be nice to have everything back to normal, hopefully, all year long and not get interrupted again or get set back by the what's going on right now. So as, as a quarterback, obviously it's nice when
2: you have a couple of guys to hand off to. You don't have DeMarco or, or LaMarcus this year, but uh, from what we're hearing, you're gonna have a couple of nice uh, backs to give the ball to from under center.
6: Yeah, they're not as big, but they're definitely still just as good. We'll be able to play as, probably as good.
3: You guys, uh, again, the, the, the linemen don't get a lot of credit but it looks like that's going to be a strength here at Marysville this year, that old line
6: Yeah, for sure, with the sergeant and Pizzo coming back, and then even the kids that we do still have on the line that are coming up, or the kids that were on the sidelines last year, we'll, we're prepared, we're ready.
2: So, third year under this coaching staff, kind of since you've been in and around the varsity level, how much is it that you're kind of establishing this brand of Viking football because... I mean, there hasn't been a lot of coaches, but it seems like you guys are buying in. A lot of energy, coaches getting on you, and it seems like the, you guys are all buying into Coach Meyer's message.
6: Yeah, we've always, our freshman year, we came up to them on JV, so we've been with them that year and then last year and this year, so we're familiar with their coaching and what they want.
3: All right, well, what's your strength at, uh, at quarterback? Are you over there going, Coach, we need to put in more passing plays, or are you comfortable in this system?
6: I'm comfortable in the system. I think we're doing good just the way we are right now. All right, before we let you get back to practice, last question. What should what, What's going to be the identity of Marysville football in 2021? Um, I'm not sure yet. We're still trying to dial everything in. Probably our running game, good, decent passing game. We'll be all right. All right, thanks, Kyle. Uh, get back to practice, and we'll see you on the 26th. Thank you.
2: All right, now with my sweaty headset. <laughs> that was, uh, let me turn that down, that was Kyle Thomas, one of the uh, quarterbacks. And, you know, e- even he was, well, wasn't was hesitant to admit, we got to find an identity because last year you knew what it was. You had a lot of speed, had a lot of strength. This year you got you to forge a new one. And the one thing that Coach Meyer said that I really liked um, that we didn't talk about yet is you, you got to respect the past. You can use it to build. But you can't live in it. Like as much as you want it to be, those old the old Viking things. The coach Braun is gone, and it's a new era. Trust me, they still honor it. I mean, you play at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Still doing a lot of other other things, but he's also trying to put his own spin on it and his a new kind of image of Viking football while still honoring the legends of the past
3: yeah well the ghost of Brady Beaton isn't going to come up and make the (laughs) tackle so the guys he's got here have to come up and make that tackle uh and and again you know Dominic Check is not going to run through a hole for you this year so you need that guy that's going to run through the hole for you this year
2: yeah yeah and I think you see um some some programs in Ann Arbor that focus too much on the past and maybe try to just replicate something that worked 30 40 years ago and well his first two years have been pretty successful he's he's made the playoffs both years i know everyone made it last year but still won a playoff game again his only blemish in the regular season last year was an incredible drive by marine city and if they don't do that they have an undefeated regular season in 2020.
3: yeah they were winning that game Uh, until the last 11 seconds. And I think that's one of those things where you
2: talk, I don't want to call it program-defining because there have been dozens of program-defining wins in Marysville history or games, but you know sometimes when a program goes through a little lull and you need that game that really resets the mentality that, okay, let's be honest, for about the last 20 years, Marine City has been the boogeyman for Marysville. And for the 20 years before that, it was the exact opposite. That's a game that I know, talking to some of the coaches, they wanted to kind of reset that mentality. Just because they're in an orange and black, they're still human. They're the same as you. And even for us, Dennis, I know last year, let's be honest, we thought Marysville would be competitive in that game
3: last year. We didn't think they'd have a chance to win the way they did. No, I mean, yeah, it was... A game that you saw in the schedule, and we go, well, we circle this one because this is the big game, mm. but, yeah, Marine City's going to win. Like,
2: it'll game. be a close game for a while, but Marine City will pull away, and then it just never happened. Marysville got off to that awesome start, and the def- and then that was the only score for, like, the next hour of real time, and they were in the lead with under a minute to go.
3: Uh, the, the week before that, the Fitzgerald game. I I think that helped the Vikings a lot to be in a battle like that and come out with the victory. Then they had the Marine City game. I know that in the end, they didn't get the result they wanted, but that's the the two toughest regular season games, uh, and those are probably their two best efforts of the the season. Uh, And then, you know what? I'm going to throw in the King game because a lot of teams go down to King and, and get beat 50 to nothing in that game. Marysville, competed in that game in the end they lost 25 the score, by yeah, the score looks lopsided but for a long time in that game they were fighting and you know they were keeping it interesting it, it, they did not look out of place on that field now you have a kid at
2: king that's probably going to have his pick of schools to go be a quarterback for at the next level their linebacker going to be making tackles out at happy valley at penn state so yeah king i mean Marysville had some great athletes. King had some superstar studs on that team, and they, they made the deep a deep run in the playoffs. But the thing about Marysville, and I guess we'll talk about some of the past and what the wise one, Denny White, always says, he goes, Walt Braun's teams are have always been, uh, weren't always that good, they just didn't know that they were that
3: good, yeah. so... We'll take a break, and then we're going to bring on uh, another Viking uh, player in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing.
1: States, on Port Huron schools.
0: If you're not listening to Get Stuck On Sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on the Tri County
2: Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast, live from Marysville High School. We are now joined by another captain of the Vikings, uh, Guard Dalton Sargent. And Dalton, how's it feel to be back? First day hitting. It's Christmas at Marysville. How's this practice been going for you? Uh,
10: it's a great feeling. It's over the five years I've been playing football. It's one of the best Christmases I've ever had. I've had a lot of time to bond with these guys. We've learned a lot about each other. And coming out here and finally being able to hit, it's, just, it's a great time, getting us really ready for season coming up.
2: All right, so obviously elephant in the room is there's a lot of guys from last year's team missing. But it seems like you got a lot of guys excited, and you're not going to Hope that the ghost of Demarco Singleton comes back and starts scoring your touchdowns. You know that you've got a lot of new guys that are going to come and step up.
10: Yeah, we've got a lot of guys, uh, especially a lot of younger guys stepping up. Even some older guys stepping into those positions. Um, you know, it's high school. We can't rebuild like college or NFL. We just we work with what we got. And what we have here is a lot of kids who want to come out and they want to play. They want to hit, and they're ready to step up in whatever role the coach is going to give them.
3: Let's talk about uh, roles. Let's talk about your role and the guys that are alongside you in that offensive line because that, to me, looks like that's going to be a strength here at Marysville.
10: Yeah, we have um, quite a few returners, and the younger guys have been starting throughout the younger levels as well, so everybody knows what they're talking about. Everyone knows what they're doing in their positions. Um, We don't really have any offensive linemen moving positions. It's just moving up levels and returners. We've all worked with each other before. Um, The juniors now I played with freshman year, so we know how to communicate with each other. And when you know push comes to shove, we know what we need to do on the offensive line in order to, to score, to win games.
2: Talking to some of your coaches, one thing they are saying is you guys might not be physically the biggest, but you're athletic, and like you said, you communicate, and you have a high football IQ, and with your front five.
10: You know, um, just in, in general with the team, I'd say you know, coach talks to us all the time. We're never the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. We play a lot of uh, bigger schools. You know, down south we play Madison Heights, Glendale. We go down there. Obviously, Marine City, St. Clair, they're all good teams. Our schedule is – we play a lot of good teams. But that's not what makes us a good team. What makes us a good team is that we work as a team. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everyone knows their role. Uh, We know how to communicate with each other. And, you know, when we all go out there as 11, we work as 11. And I think that's one of our strengths. Uh, Other teams just don't work as well together as we do.
3: Uh, Zach Meyer was the quarterback the last few years here. You'll have a new guy calling the plays now. Uh, Is there much difference between Thomas and Lavallee and what Zach was doing?
10: Um, Just between the both of them. You know, I played behind both of them before, mostly Kyle, Noah Lavallee being a junior. But um, I know both their football IQs. I know both, they're very both athletic players. And when, you know, they're standing behind me at quarterback, I know that they can get the job done just from the experience I have with them. I'm not worried at all that they aren't going to be able to function well there.
2: Week one, you get to go to Port here on Northern Play at Memorial Stadium, uh, a rivalry game, a historic one that's gone back many years with this program. How much fun is it going to be to play at a great venue to kick off the 2021 season against a rival and for a trophy?
10: Uh, I'm really excited because I, you know, I know a lot of the kids on that team. I've never played against Northern since they were split in the middle schools in eighth grade. I've never played at that stadium. I've been there and watched games. Uh, I'm really excited. I don't know the team's really excited to go over there and play Northern. It's going to be a really good game
3: should be a uh, noisy uh too which will be different from last year because you know it'll be a full house with bands
10: i, I know everybody's excited to get the the crowd back the student section everyone we wanted it at every game last year the with covid we just wouldn't allow it um that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot is it's just gonna be really exciting to get you know the stands filled up that's one of the best things about football coming out under the lights everyone cheering you on as you go out there and try to win games it's great
2: now, do you think it'll take a minute that because last year, yeah, you had some decent crowds and it would get somewhat loud, but when you have a packed house and that first big roar, do you think it'll take you a few plays or maybe a quarter to really adjust to go? Oh, this is what I, this is what football is supposed to be like.
10: Um, you know, I don't, I don't really think so. I think no matter what conditions we go out there, no crowd, full crowd, rain, snow, I think we're ready to go out there. Um, I think it's not really as much of a worry as it's getting the players excited to have. You know, a full crowd. Uh, we've been, we're used to it. We've played games on it before. We've had packed games out here. It's, uh, yeah, everyone's just really excited to get them out.
3: Brady and I were just kind of reminiscing last season some of the big uh, games, and you guys actually had quite a few. The Fitzgerald game, obviously the Marine City game, and then you guys went down to King. How does that experience going to help you this year, or is that forgotten and this year's a whole new thing?
10: Um, I'd say, you know, it's it's good to have that experience for yourself as a team. But you know, a lot of those guys are gone, and you know, put that in the past, put it behind us. We're a whole new crew. Um, we know what we gotta do with each other. We the seniors are gone. There's you know, they they were good talent, but there's nothing we can do about it. Um, they graduated. You know, we have our team. We know what we're gonna work with with our players, and we're ready to go with our starting 22 any day of the week. So at least for you
2: personally and the kids that did return from that team, uh, I think one thing that Dennis uh, was alluding to is the mentality that was built. You remember that Harper Woods game they had some really talented kids the what second or third play of the game kid goes 65 yards and you go "Uh uh-oh this might be a long night you guys buckled down and they really didn't get much the rest of the night the one thing that you can take from the 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 years gone by is that mentality how much of that is going to carry over into 2021?
10: Uh, I'd say just you know that mentality and the experience is you know a lot of these guys have played really physical games like the Harper Woods the MLK game um You know, the returners, they're going to take that. They're playing against, like, the Harper Woods game, the MLK game. They have a lot of big D1 players. Those kids are just really special athletic talent, and we're going to see that in some of the games throughout the season. Um, Some of the teams we face have really good talent. And, you know, you have to prepare for the team, but you also have to prepare for the special talent they have on that team. So the experience of playing against uh, players that are at that high of a level already in high school. It's, it's really going to help us carry over throughout the season.
3: Uh, you were telling us before we got you on the uh, the air here that you're really excited about the numbers here and the, that the idea here is to find 22 kids who can start for this football team.
10: Right. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's really going to help us with the amount of a- athletic talent that we have out here as a team to start You know, four or five guys. You know, Last year we had a really special group of guys. We had the guys that could go four or five. I don't think we need to do that this year. We, we have over 22 guys that could definitely fill in wherever the coaches put them um we have a lot of kids that are flexible They have played many positions throughout their high school careers uh if they need to move they'll move Coach just tell them to go somewhere they'll do it that's yeah
2: last question before i let you go who are some of the names that maybe because there was so much talent last year didn't get to play but this year or they're going to show up and where everyone's gonna go oh wow i didn't know about this kid at marysville
10: um i don't know if there's anyone particularly that didn't get that much time mm-hmm. um I'd say, thinking of it, maybe the Sacucci brothers would be the mm-hmm. only two because, you know, DeMarco Singleton and Lamarcus Lee starting at the running backs last right. year. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I think those two, I played with those two for a long time as well, mm-hmm. though. I, I think everyone knows, you know, how they're going to be, how talented they're going to be. They just, they're going to get more reps this year, and I think it's going to be great for our backfield.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you, Dalton. Thanks for joining us. Uh, head back to practice, and we'll, we'll be excited to see you on the 26th.
10: Yep. Thanks for having me.
2: No problem. Okay,
3: so here's Michael Westrick now, Brady.
2: Yeah, I just got done talking to Dalton Sargent. Michael Westrick now going to be manning that middle part of the defense, taking over for Dennis. I know one of your favorite players, Sam, last year. But you're going to be back there defensively. How is it feel? I'm sure as a middle linebacker, you're happy to get out here full pads and and really start to play some real football.
11: Yeah, today's a great day. We're really excited to be out here. Uh, First day of full contact, it's a great day. So it's a lot of pressure, but we're excited about it. It's fun.
2: So defensively, we've talked a lot about the offense and who's going to be there, but the Marysville Viking defense was very stout last year. Uh, Marine City, I mean, they didn't score until the third quarter. I mentioned the Harper Woods games when we were talking to Dalton, how that first drive they broke a play and really didn't get anything the rest of the game. How is that going to carry over from last year to this year despite losing some very talented players?
11: I think the culture and the energy that the coaching staff is bringing to the table—that's uh, going to be a big. Ro- uh, it's going to play a big role for us, you know. Uh, we started to fill in pieces from last year that we got to fill in, and it's starting to come into place. So uh, we're working hard, and it's it's all uh, falling right into place. Like I said, it's working out well.
3: In the Marysville scheme, uh, how important is the linebacker position, and what is it that they're teaching you to do out there?
11: Uh, it's really important. We're just learning to uh, keying on our guys, keying the guards. And just make big plays on the running game and in the pass game you know that's all it is to it got to read the guards and everything how important is camp right now to kind of get that rapport a lot of guys stepping into
2: bigger roles uh guys that are starting that maybe were on the bench or playing jv last year how through the first week has been building that rapport with the defense especially as i mean middle linebacker that's the quarterback of the defense how has it been trying to make sure everyone's in the right spot and knowing what they're supposed to do on every play
11: Uh, It's been a big responsibility, you know, a little bit more uh, than I've had in the past, but I'm uh, just kind of taking it day by day, and it's been working out pretty well, you know. we got good pieces to work with, good guys to work with, and uh, we all care about each other. We care about the program, and uh, we work hard as a defense, so.
3: You're a captain, so they're looking at you for leadership, but also you're in a position where you can make a play early in a ball game that kind of can get things going in the right direction. You can make a big hit, uh, get in, get the quarterback for a loss, and really get things going in the right direction for your team.
11: Absolutely. You know, that's what we want to do week in and week out. We want to make big plays on defense. Defense can win championships, man. You know, you make big plays, big turnovers, get the ball back for your offense, and just keep things moving.
2: Looking at your schedule, you're going to see a a wide variety of offenses. Week one, you're going to see the spread. You play Fitzgerald, you see the spread. Obviously, Marine City's ran the same offense since forever, Um, and you look at, like, Clintondale that runs the weird Mm single-wing offense. They don't have a quarterback. How is it week in and week out, basically knowing you might get a completely different defensive game plan, and you're going to have to change things up a lot week to
11: week? It's just a lot of work uh, at practice, you know, a lot of time watching film at home, a lot of time working hard in practice, you know, with scout teams, things like that, just getting good looks, uh, filling in on our keys and just... Film, film, film all the time. You got to know what you're playing.
3: Who are the other guys on the defensive side of the ball? We talk a lot of offense, the linemen, the running backs, the quarterbacks. Defense, who's going to stand out this year at Marysville?
11: Uh, I think Austin Shot's going to play a big role. You know, big guy down in the middle playing nose tackle for us. He made some good plays last year. He played a uh, nose tackle last year, and he's just a big dude. He's going to fill up space in the run game, and he's going to allow the linebackers to free up and make big plays.
2: What's the mentality coming into this year? I talked to some of your your teammates and coaches about, you know, like people that maybe aren't paying enough attention just go, oh, they lost 26 seniors, maybe a little bit of a down year. But I know the mentality here is, like, yes, we love playing with them. They, they were great. But now it's our time. It's our turn to leave our part of the legacy.
11: Uh, we kind of take that as a blessing in disguise. You know, we love playing from behind. That's one of the best places to be is the underdog. You know, no one expects anything from you, and you can come up and you can smack people in the mouth. No one, no one's paying attention. You don't got a target on your back, and you can just come out and play your game.
3: All right, you're gonna say it for me, the Scamucci brothers, the Sakuchi brothers. You have to practice against them. How
11: good are they? They're very good, very elusive. You look at them; they look like the same guy out there. They're dressed the same, built the same. They're almost. That's fun for us. They're spitting images of each other. It's gonna be a good time for you guys calling plays. Uh. They're, they're really fast, really strong. They're animals in the weight room, animals out in the field. Uh, they're well conditioned and they're gonna carry the ball well for us this year I think.
2: So one thing that I know a lot of the, um, uh, some of the coaches were excited about and, and Dalton mentioned it when we just talked to him is you wanna have 22 different guys out there, have a lot of depth. You seem to have a lot of numbers out here, a, a lot of quantity of players and well, sounds like you have a pretty decent quality if you feel you can have 22 different guys starting every game
11: yeah that's what we want to do we run we want to run that two platoon like we have for so long here at marysville we want to keep guys fresh keep guys moving learn a multiple multitude of different positions you know and that's the goal just move guys in and out keep people fresh and work hard hit hard that's the name of the game
3: all right uh last question from me why do you enjoy playing defense
11: you get to hit people every single play i know you can hit people on offense but offense is really structured defense, you just get to react, think, watch the ball, and then go make a big play. That's exciting for me. I love making big plays.
2: And then last question for me before I let you get back to practice, what's going to be the identity of Marysville in 2021? Because, you know, talking to some other guys, they're saying, you know what, I'll be honest with you, we're still, have, we're still trying to figure it out.
11: I'd say we are still trying to figure it out. You know, early in camp, you know, fourth, fifth day, we're getting done with our first week of camp here. So we're still trying to figure that all out, but we're going to work hard as a team we're going to hit hard on defense, hit hard on offense, and we're going to be a really solid, really close-knit team. Thanks, Michael. Uh,
2: we're excited. Again, I guess I can ask you about this because we asked everyone else. Week one, you're playing Northern, trophy game, Memorial Stadium. you got to be excited for that one.
11: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a good venue, a uh, tough team to play, but we're really excited. We feel like we can take them. Uh, we're going to work really hard these next couple weeks. We're going to study really hard, and we're going to be ready for them
2: thanks Michael uh, head back to practice and we'll be excited to see you on the 26th all right thank you
3: Michael Westrick uh, there Brady again the uh, the three captains from uh, Marysville very impressed with the, the young men oh yeah uh, they we put have the been headsets every... oh, on and they, they, they put the headsets on and they answered the questions uh, and, and again you're getting similar answers from everybody
2: again all three places we've gone to I know we didn't talk to a ton of Marine City players um, but when you do, it's consistent messaging, and, and again, I like that they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Uh, just as an example, from when I was at Wayne State, I wasn't there for this, but a lot of go- older guys would tell me, the year after they lost, Joik Bell, everyone was basically like, what are you going to do without Joik? What are you going to do without Joik? Well, the next year, they ended up having a better record. I think they went 9-2 and two the next year, so yeah, there can be, you might see, yeah, you lose a, a just a ton of guys, but... That you can see the hunger in these guys. They know they're not going. Oh well, you know we can't throw a jump ball up to Larry. We don't have Evan Woodard to play eight different positions for us. But uh, no, they're ready to fill that role, and and there's an excitement with these guys. They know that it, it it's not going to be easy, but they're ready for the challenge.
3: I'm going to tell you what uh, sargent has got a a job in the. Uh, the media business, when uh, his playing <laughs> days are over, uh, he was good. Oh, yeah. The, we've
2: had a few good guys. I mean, I mean, Luke Ellis was probably one of the most happy-go-lucky yeah. we've talked to. And it's funny because it was just such a – his personality is so different from the way he plays because he plays like a wrecking ball. But, no, there's going to be a lot of talent. And, Dennis, that's one of the things you mentioned is you said you know cross and Marine City. You're pretty sure they're going to win a lot more than they don't. Everyone else, you kind of throw in a hat, pick out some names, and St. Clair and Marysville, I think, kind of fall in that. You can see a scenario where these guys get confidence early, and you know, just because they didn't start last year doesn't necessarily mean they're void of talent because there was a lot of talent last year. There just wasn't enough positions on the football field.
3: Yeah, I, th- this is a team where if you said, oh, I, th- I think this is a playoff football team, I'm not so hesitant to not agree with you uh, there. You know, it's it's like I, I do think that of the of the teams that uh, we're unsure about, this might be a this is a playoff team.
2: Yeah, looking at their schedule, there's really only one game, maybe two right now. You can say they're the underdog. Obviously, Marine City they're gonna they're gonna be facing the uphill battle. The other one that's a big question mark is Lamp Lampfear Lamp Fear is a team that. Be honest, I gave no respect to last year because they were steamrolling the bronze and it's not hard to steamroll a lot of the teams in the bronze. And then they went in the playoffs and really made it tough on teams. They almost beat Country Day, who was the eventual D four state champion. I think that score was twenty to ten. Um but that's a school that okay, was that just a big senior class or was that a building block year? That, that could be a tough game. That could be a not-so-tough game. Fitzgerald is another team that we know they've lost a lot of talent. We talked about it at, at the Marine City camp. Um, but besides Marine City and maybe Lampfear, I really don't know what to expect when they take the field against a lot of other teams. I think they'll be favored in a good number of them, but I don't know, and the biggest question mark might be week one.
3: Well, yeah, we'll we'll find out. Uh, I think a lot about uh, both Marysville and Northern, and we'll be up at a Northern practice next week. But um, I don't. I I had a lot of questions going in, and I just kind of like what I, I've seen so far today. I know it's it's a, a part of a practice. We're not even here for the whole right. practice, but the pads are on. They're they've been hitting, and I. It, it looks like a football team mm-hmm. to me. It doesn't look like there's a huge drop-off. Impossible impossible to replace uh, a DeMarco Singleton without using three guys at right. least.
2: Or uh, another guy that I don't think we've talked about having to replace is, is Evan Woodard. Because you had a guy who was your kicker, your kick returner, a DB, and a wide receiver. And he was maybe the best kicker in the area. That, again... Three, four guys to replace. But I think they've taken to that knowing that I don't want to use the term like money ball it, but kind of figure out where the strengths are and use everyone and try to utilize everyone in their best position. Where last year, I mean, you had a handful of guys you could just pull a position out of a hat and they would go be successful at it.
3: Well, you're solid in the trenches. You're solid in the backfield from what everybody's telling us. Sounds to me like it doesn't matter which guy's a quarterback. The guys are comfortable that it'll be a good job done. Uh, and, and I think that there are going to be some young guys that are going to stand out for Marysville this year.
2: I'm sure by week three or four there's going to be a, a kid that we go, who is this? Why didn't we talk about him last year in football season? As there will be for every team, but Marysville has a few more opportunities for that, especially on maybe the defensive side of the ball.
3: Uh, I, I think they're going to be all, all right here. Uh, I, I, this is one camp I am glad that we got out to to, yeah. to see um, because uh, it it has taken away some questions that I had.
2: Yeah, because again, and you just don't know the names, and it's not like it's just you got to know the guys before so much. And Dennis, you know, it wouldn't be me. If we didn't you know, do the season preview and I talked about just the whole schedule and then the playoffs possibilities, the one thing that might hurt Marysville, and it's no fault of their own, and it's the opposite of St. Clair, they play a lot of schools smaller than them. Madison Heights and Clintondale, I believe, are D7 teams. Their toughest game on their schedule, Marine City, is a D5. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. They do get to play Northern, who's D2, which helps them, but... Lampfier center line are the same size. They're gonna have to maybe win an extra game than a lot of other teams if they want a playoff game at Walt Braun Viking Stadium.
3: Yeah, I just uh, to me, I don't care where you're playing the game. Uh, I I think that this team has enough to win enough to get to an extra week of f- football. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't. That that's not as big a question to me as it was 24 hours ago.
2: Well, you also know that a home game, if they play Harper Woods at Harper Woods, maybe it goes a little bit differently. If King has to come up here, maybe it goes a little bit differently. But yeah, a home game can mean a lot, especially when you look in Division Three. The closest school to them is Lakeshore. Lakeshore or Warren Woods Tower. And Lakeshore has not been a playoff team recently. So you might be in a division again with Orchard Lake-St. Mary's king if you're lucky maybe you go out west Yeah,
3: Uh, if you draw Orchard Lake St. Mary's doesn't matter where you play the game they cheat and that's just the end of that Uh, they do you know they do anyway that's a hand picked team that's not these are the kids we have these are the kids we have to play with that's a we, we bring kids in specifically to play football, and that's why we crush everybody.
2: They go there for academics.
3: That's, that's, that's why we have Red Turf. They go and, there for academics. It's, it's run like a <laughs> college program. Anyway. <laughs>
2: but back to Marysville, I guess uh, we've, we're, we've been at places and we've talked to places that have had big measurables on the offensive line. I know Coach LeGro is very excited about his offensive line at Cross-Lex. We're at St. Clair beef up front marine city had some size maybe not as big but they they still were a bigger stronger football team than a year ago marysville maybe doesn't have a ton of size but in the wing T, you might be able to get away with it because you got the polling guards they can get out there quicker and yeah you might not be able to take like a five-step drop and
3: run a long developing route but marysville doesn't
2: do a lot of that anyway
3: yeah now, Marysville is a team that pound it, pound it, pound it, and then all of a sudden a tight end is open 10 yards down the field and it turns into a 50-yard play. Right. Um, they've always been that kind of uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll compare them a little bit uh, size-wise to Marine City, and we know how well it works for them.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, just, yeah, sometimes you see teams that – Maybe don't have great measurables. And that's something that people do get caught up in. Oh, he's six foot four, 220 pounds. But can he play? Yeah, but can he play? Dennis, I've been with guys that have looked like they should go to the Arnold and be bodybuilders and they run like the wind. And in workouts, you go, oh my God, he's going to get a 1,000 sacks or no one's going to cover him. And then you go, just watch him play and you're like, he's not a football player. And then you've seen guys that 5'11 maybe don't have a great physique but are just dogs in the trenches, have that mentality. And again, this is when you start to figure out once you put the pads on. This week and next week is when you're really going to figure out where they slot those 22 guys. And I guess that's something we should talk about. Dennis, the 2 platoon has been something at Marysville for a while. Obviously, last year, you're not taking Demarco Singleton off the field. You're not taking Evan Woodard off the field. You're not taking Larry Smayfield off the field. But um, two platoon, how much can that help a team, especially if they in the fourth quarter?
3: Uh, yeah, it keeps you fresh. It keeps your key players on both sides of the ball fresh. You know, you look, think about like what PH could have done if they could have played some of those guys on both sides of the field all the time mm-hmm. you couldn't do that and, and then you know you're like why doesn't Shaka Brown get more touches on offense because he's so valuable on defense why isn't holler getting more plays at quarterback last year because he's so key to their defense mm-hmm. you know and and you can keep going down the list why doesn't Finney get 20 carries a game because sometimes they need him on the other side of the ball.
2: Yeah, and that's just something. The other thing it does is maybe bigger picture is it promotes more kids to come out knowing that there's 22 spots available, knowing that, okay, instead of having 50 kids come out, 15 play, now you have 22, you have special teams. That's one thing that at least talking to to people that have been around a two-platoon system have said it has helped out with numbers and talking to the coaches and just looking. There's a lot of kids out here. In years past, I know there's been some years where you're like, "Is this all they have for football this year?" Not in everywhere we've gone. There's been a lot of kids.
3: Well, you yeah, and you played here, Brady. You know about the Marysville pride, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be something that they talk about. It's just it's an instinctive thing when you when you come out here, and if you're one of the 22 kids lucky enough to get a starting position, you're, you're going to play your ass off.
2: Yeah, and again. Part of that is, I'm looking around. I I see four, five coaches, six coaches that either played back when the traditions were being set, or even some of them coached when the traditions were being set. So they understand it. But again, head man in charge, Derek Meyer is not going to go, not going to pretend like it's 1986, like it's 1992. Yeah, those are great, and they need to be celebrated. And he's not trying to wipe it away and start something fresh, but he is putting his own spin on it. And like we said with Marine City, you can run the wing T, but still do it in 2021. You can modernize it. And last year they weren't afraid to go out of the shotgun if they needed to a few times.
3: Well, it's it's the other the other thing, or I guess the point that I, that I'm trying to make is to to the kids that are going to play this year, be that next kid that gets his mm-hmm. name on the list, that long list. Of people we talk about, yeah. I mean, we were talking about before we came, and you go,
2: there's always seems to be a good running back. If it wasn't Lee and Singleton before that, Butler, Delore before that, Chuck, Alul, Griefor before that. I mean, Mino was a quarterback, but he he ran a like the wind. Rushing. Yeah, and that's they, just
3: they had, uh, before you were born. They had yeah. the and then here. I mean, yeah,
2: the guys I named were just in the last like decade, and you just keep going back. I'm sure there's some Marysville people listing him off right now, yeah. <laughs> listening to it going, oh, yeah, we had this guy and this guy and this guy. And, and I I mean, I don't want the show just to become us listing all the great Marysville running backs. But that, that's the thing is, and the Sakuchis again, we've never seen them play. So I'm not going to put any unfair expectations, expect them to stop in and immediately get 150 yards a game. But people here seem to be excited about him, uh, about both the brothers, and having a one-two punch like that, if they can, if it's plug and play, like Coach Meyer said, that relieves a lot of stress, knowing you not have, have not one, but two backs you can trust.
3: And that's something that uh, for the last 10, 20 years, a one-two punch in the backfield mm-hmm. is kind of a Marysville tradition.
2: Yeah, and again, all those guys I listed played together at some point or another, although I am not – Excited for when Marysville plays St. Clair, and I'm gonna to have to differentiate between the two Ellises and the two Sacouches, <laughs> and my head's just gonna be spinning the whole time. It's like, yeah, they look exactly the same, and they wear like the same number. It's like, oh,
3: great. Yeah, that that's the thing for me. give one guy number one and the other guy 99, so I can tell them <laughs> apart.
2: Yeah, but it's uh like just watching them right now practice the wing tee, and you know it, it it's. Some plays have looked good. Some have been teaching moments. But you know, Dennis, it takes two, three weeks to get the timing down. And talking with coaches that have faced the wing T, they go, "You want to play those teams week one and two, because once they get clicking mid to late season, it's tough to stop."
3: Yeah, uh, well, I'm not. I'm not expecting uh, the uh, the A show on the fifth day of practice and the first day they're in full pads. Right.
2: So. Right. I mean, yeah, that's just normal progression. The one thing I do want to say about Marysville that I noticed from a year ago, and maybe it's just me misremembering and I am way off base, but they seemed like a very disciplined team last year. Last year, I do not remember a lot of times where I went, oh, that play's coming back, or oh, add another 15 yards to the end of that run because of a penalty. They seemed to be a very disciplined, level-headed team last year. And that's part of the reason why they had such success.
3: Uh, I, I think that goes with who their coach is. Uh, I think he's big on discipline. But the, the other thing, too, is they were a very experienced team mm-hmm. last year. So we'll see. With the younger guys, the, the energy being hyped up a little more yeah, early in the season, especially the northern game, mm-hmm. you get two rivals like that. You may see a few more flags early on. Mm-hmm. But it's do they go away week by week? right so that as you grind through the season by the end of the year you you know you you are that disciplined team and not
2: to put any extra importance on week one or whatever because you know it's going to be a big game but for a young team that's filling a lot of spots how important is it Dennis for them to play well and pick up a a win or two in the first two weeks before they play Marine City just to get the confidence and and realize that, yeah, we're just keeping this train rolling.
3: You know, uh, is it fair for me to say that maybe the Northern game is the biggest game on their schedule just simply because of the whole playoff format and the Mm -hmm. size? You you got a D2 team uh, on your schedule and you don't have any other D2 teams on your schedule. You kind of want to win that game.
2: Yeah, yeah, you win that game. For, for Yeah, you mentioned the playoff implications, but two, like I said, to get that confidence, they come out, let's say Marysville from their perspective, they come out and they win by two touchdowns and they play well. How quickly does that change the mentality from, oh, we're kind of an unknown, we're not sure, to, yeah, we're getting this thing rolling right away, center line, come on, and knowing that Marine City's in week three.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think getting off to a good start is, uh, it's important for everybody but in particular I think it'll be important at Marysville this year.
2: Yeah, I know we are talking about uh, like week one matchups just when we're looking at the schedules and stuff and the I think the two biggest unknowns in this area is Marysville and Port here on Northern and week one you you're you got lucky enough you're gonna be there you're I think you're gonna find out a lot from both teams that first night.
3: yeah I, I'm very interested to see this football game. Uh, and to see what both of these teams have because, uh, again, when, when we were looking at it a month ago going, okay, we're going to go here, we're going to go here, we're going to go here, it, it's like, boy, I really need to learn more about these two teams just right. because of, you know, the, the, the case with this Marysville team, the people that they lost, who's coming next, where are they at, are they going to pick up where they left off, or is there a year of hardship? before they're back on track again because you don't know with young players. No,
2: you don't. And, again, it's not – I mean, how many times has Marine City gone, oh, they finally got – like next year, you're going, oh, they finally got rid of Tiger, and then someone else shows up before. it was Oh, they got rid of Soph. Here comes Charles Tiger. Oh, they got rid of, of Matheson. Here comes Aaron Soph. Like, it, it, that's just how it works. And like at Marysville, hey, they finally got rid of Mino. Oh, here's – Ryan Alule. Oh, oh, they got rid of him. Oh, Dante Check and Phil Griefor and then so on and so forth. So it's it's something that, you know, is in high school sports and Coach Meyer's right. You don't get to go select kids to come back and and try to make your team young. Who's coming up is who's coming up and I think they're embracing that kind of mentality.
3: Yeah, they, they don't have a middle school draft
10: where you can go out and,
3: and <laughs> grab the, the best kid at Holland Woods or, or whatever and have them come play at Marysville. Wouldn't that be fun? You'd have fun with that.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know how I love my hypotheticals. But anyway, um, any other thoughts on this Marysville team before we get going? I mean, again, M- Marine City kind of hard to figure out I mean it was a first day of practice for them and they flew around and then they were they seemed like a well-oiled machine and they were kind of the least of the un, of the unknown so that's kind of why we started there. St. Clair we got to see them with shells they were just starting to get into the groove but now that we're seeing them really they're not just putting in the basic offense they're not just putting in the, 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 the only with the shells they're doing a full-on practice. It's nice to try to figure out the identity of what every team is going to be this year.
3: Yeah, Uh, and I'm just going to say, for Marysville, I'm walking away from today's podcast with a positive taste in my mouth.
2: You are a little bullish on the Vikings now, huh?
3: Yeah, I I, I think I'm going to like this team.
2: I think so, too, And, and the more I talk about the unknowns, I think there's going to be a lot of good football in the area. And sometimes the unknowns are the most fun because then you talk about a kid that was nowhere in the preseason hype that probably we're going to not give any credit that we should to right now. And by week five, uh, we're going to be their biggest fans.
3: Well, here's the thing. Somebody's going to surprise us. Mm -hmm. I don't think Marysville is going to surprise us. I I think I'm pretty sure this is going to be a solid team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And somebody's going to disappoint us, and I don't think it's going to be Marysville.
2: Nope. Nope, so, all right, well, that's uh, today. Um, Well, should should I plug the golf out in since it is a week from today before we go? Absolutely, we're still taking teams. Yeah, still taking teams one week from today at the Elks. Um, That's August 20th, 7.30 registration, 8.30 start. Gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, and that's kind of our last big huzzah before uh, football season kicks off because next week, well, actually, a little behind the scenes. You're going to Victory Day later today to record with uh, Port Huron High. That'll go up on Monday. Then sometime next week we're going up to cross Lex. That'll come out next Friday. And I believe Wednesday we are at Port Huron Northern to see what the Vikings Week 1 opponent's going to be yep. like.
3: Uh, and uh, with that all said, uh, two weeks from today... We'll already be into our third game, third yeah. broadcast of the season.
2: Yeah, I don't know if we're doing Thursday night. We'll talk about all the games and then just kind of save uh, Marine City, Saint Clair for the, the next show, or how we're going to do that because they had they had to ruin our perfect. Little it stretch didn't ruin there. ruin anything? That we, was fantastic. them putting well, yes. that game on Friday. Yeah, that was awesome. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, moving the games to Thursday, they should have. Uh, well, I guess it would have messed it up anyway. But um, we'll, we'll figure out the schedule once the season starts. But then on twenty third of the twenty third, we're gonna have Brandon Folsom in, and we're gonna have a big old area preview where we talk about each team because he's doing his camp tour too. And the one thing I like is he's going to t- places at different times than us. So we're seeing different things on different days, and I'm going to be excited to see what we kind of collectively figure out when we all sit down and talk about it.
3: I I think the funnest part for the people who uh, listen to the podcast is listen to it and then go back after week nine and listen (laughs) to it again and see if we were prognosticators or just a bunch of idiots.
2: Yes, probably the (laughs) latter more often than not. (laughs) <laughs> but once an old, a blind squirrel finds a nut
3: once a day <laughs> so uh there you have it you got anything else
2: no i think that's good um so yeah um well i just got an interesting text I'll, uh, I'll tell you about later but anyway just to be a little mysterious before the show ends
3: okay let me uh because the sunlight messes with my eyes where's my uh, little- bottom
2: right there But, no, Marysville was fun today. Um, And, yeah, Coach Meyer getting a lot more comfortable with the uh, media. So, anything else before you send it home?
3: Nope. I'm going to say thanks for listening to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, PH is our Monday uh, show.
0: High school football kicks off on August 26th, and Get Stuck on Sports will be there for all the action.
3: Moves with a spin move
0: up the middle, breaks loose at the 30, moves to the 25, 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, dives for the goal line! It's a big red touchdown! 26 regular season games in 9 weeks, plus playoffs.
6: Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs?
0: Yes. Playoffs, All on GetStuckOnSports.com. The place to be for high school football in the Blue Water area is GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water area is Stuck On Sports.